Hey, what's going on? This is Peter from Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, and BTBT wants to wish you all a happy new year. We're very excited for the new year, and we hope you are too. We've got a lot planned for 2018, and we kick off the year with an awesome show featuring owner and head brewer at Strong Roll Brewery, located in Gowanus, Brooklyn, New York. Before we start the show, we'd like to remind you that the BTBT store is open and in full effect, so visit BeerTodayBeerTomorrow.com to get your custom-made 16-ounce logo glassware. The perfect pour from the perfect beer deserves the perfect glass, and you can grab yours today. Also at the BTBT store, we've got dope BTBT logo tees that will have you styling and profiling. Visit the BTBT store at BeerTodayBeerTomorrow.com for all of your BTBT needs. Now pop a few brews if you got them. And enjoy the show. Cheers. What's going on? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, kicking off our very first show of 2018 here at Strong Row Brewery. Uh, Cheer, Guys, how are you guys feeling? Good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Doing great. Yeah, this is uh, Justin. Uh, had a good holiday. And, and ready to do more episodes of Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow in 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah. This will be the first of many. And today, uh, like I said, we're kicking off our first show of 2018 at Strong Road Brewery, located in the former Brooklyn Brine Pickle Production Space at 574 President Street in Gowanus, Brooklyn, New York. This New York State farm brewery utilizes local farm ingredients and is currently using roughly 90% New York malt and New York hops? Uh, 100% New York hops and about 90 to 95% New York malts. Excellent. Um, and this family-run business also serves New York State wine and spirits, right? Correct. Without further ado, the, the, the gentleman to my left, please introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Jason Saylor, the owner uh, at Brewer of Strong Road Brewery. Um, yeah. And now, uh, so recently at the 2017 New York State Craft Beer Competition, Strong Road uh, won the silver for the Amber Red Ale British American Irish Scottish category for Devil's Bathtub. Yep. And you guys also won the bronze uh, in the Imperial Stout and Porter category for Storyteller. Correct. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those beers? Yeah, um, you know they're they're pretty, uh, you know, kind of like the rest of our styles, pretty classic in terms of uh, what what we're you know trying to go for. So the you know storyteller uh, is one of our first uh, or our first bottled beers. Uh, we did that as well as a barley wine and a double IPA. Uh, it's just kind of you know nine and a half percent big malty chocolate, uh, you know, roast, uh, just really going for a nice kind of classic, probably more towards the, the British style of things rather than like kind of the more aggressive American style. Um, and then uh, Devil's Bathtub, yeah, again, just a, you know, a really classic amber ale, um, not too aggressive in either the malt or the hops, uh, very clean. Uh, good caramel biscuit character, uh, touch of hops just to, to you know kind of balance it out. Um, yeah, but you know it's kind of what we go for here. We have a lot of clean American British styles. Uh, really kind of just kind of going back to what I grew up on drinking and and, and starting out with. So yeah. Cool. And and what was the inspiration behind the name Devil's Bathtub? I really like that name. <laughs> yeah. So I'm from uh, originally from Rochester, New York, uh, okay. and there's a garbage plates. Garbage plates. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's garbage plates. Um, Wegmans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so and there's a park uh, around there, and one of the uh, one of the kind of glacial ponds uh, there is called uh, Devil's Bathtub. Uh, and I always like the name 
and kind of want to incorporate it. And I just thought it, it lent itself uh, to a red ale uh, very well. Very cool. And, and now, so, so taking a step back, how did you uh, initially get into brewing? Yeah, so I started out uh, kind of going, uh, I originally went to uh, Scotland on a, a high school exchange trip in like 96 and started, uh, uh, you know, just partaking in the beers that were there. Uh, H- had you were- had beers here beforehand yes okay yeah. so so we were okay so i okay. had i had a base of yeah i think the first beer i ever had was a keystone light okay um yeah when i went to visit my brother in college and we played asshole and <laughs> yeah sounds about yeah. right yeah sounds about right yeah yeah um so uh, going to scotland and then kind of going to the old pubs and there was no specific uh like beer that i remember being the one that was like oh this is it, but it was just kind of, there were different beers. They were, uh, you know, Scottish ales, uh, kind of bitters, something that was a little bit more flavorful and a little bit more uh, um, pronounced. Uh, so when I got back here, I started looking for them um, and went to a place in Rochester called Beers of the World, which is a big beer store. Sure. Uh, and they had ended up having kits, uh, homebrew kits. And this is like 2001, so I didn't know anybody that was doing it uh, or really kind of making their own beer at that time. So we're like, oh, let's try it. And um, I think we got like an amber ale and a pale ale. It was like the two first beers uh, to brew. And kind of from there, just kind of kept taking steps and it grew and grew uh, until I got to the city and had really small apartments. So it shrunk and shrunk. <laughs> um, but eventually, yeah, it was kind of doing it, doing it enough and started entering competitions. Uh, was in the Brooklyn Wirt. Uh, back when that was around, like in 2011. No, wait. Yeah, 2011-ish. Uh, and I uh, took first place in Judge's Choice for our brown ale, and which we still have uh, today. But I took it off the menu right now just to put on the New York comment that we have. Anyways, um, yeah, and then it just kind of went from there, and it took, yeah. So it was a, it was a long process. Well, what was the moment to you when you said, hey, like, Beer is going to be my life. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty much. I think uh, going back to that Brooklyn Work competition, and and you know, because it was the first time I had really done a, you know, I'd had friends drink my beer, and they were all like, "Oh, that's great, that's great," but they're drinking free beer and getting drunk. So, <laughs> what else yeah. to expect? Yeah. So, um, but this one was uh, part of a competition. It was an open competition, and people were coming and. Uh, just uh, wandering around and, and drinking the beer, but it also had uh, judges of, of and people I knew. Um, Craig from Barrier was there, and um, I even think uh, um, um, Greg from Three's Brewing because he had won at the, the previous session. So we had a bunch of there were a bunch of people that I, I knew and respected, and they they picked it to win. And I was like, oh holy shit, like let's do this and like so and very cool yeah and with the i think we've got like i don't know five hundred dollars was the prize and ended up getting a fermentation fridge just to make the beer that much better and but it was from there that we started like developing a business plan uh kind of coming up with the identity that we wanted for the brewery and all that stuff so 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 kind of uh, uh piggybacking off of justin's question so <clears throat> even before that was there was there a specific beer or or beer style that you brewed and you were like yeah you know this I can make this happen. This is really good. 
Uh, the brown ale is probably JJ Bullerack's brown ale is probably the one that I brewed the most. Um, but I had, I think Devil's Bathtub was one that I had brewed uh, previously. Storyteller was also one that I brewed. Um, you know, so it, it, I, I carried over a lot of those beers that we had done uh, homebrew. But I, I would say um, the brown ale, and that was kind of. The, the mindset that I was in, I didn't do a ton of IPAs. I didn't do a ton of uh, pale ales. It was a lot more, um, you know, uh, kind of focusing on the maltier side of things, which is a category and or area that I still think is pretty neglected uh, sure. by a lot of uh, current beer trends. <laughs> yeah, America, I've, I've been to Australia and you know, mm. all over New Zealand and the UK as well. And I always feel like the range is, you know, if America's on the left, super hoppy, and the UK is on the right, super malty. Yeah. You know, and then Australia and New Zealand are kind of like right in between, <laughs> yeah. in the middle, yeah. one way or the other. But it's it's definitely like those are the ends of the scale, in my opinion. And even that is, I feel like, you know, just kind of looking at the trends of who, what the popular beers of the, the UK, and it's starting to change as well. I mean, so many people are doing the North Northeast IPAs. Oh, yeah. and well, even um, just when kegs took over there, that kind of revolutionized their right. mindset of what a beer is. Yeah, yeah. So so kind of, um, so now, you know, you won those competitions. You you, you knew that, that beer was going to be your life. At, at kind of a, 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 at a snapshot level, I guess, what, what was the process like from, from having that thought all the way up to opening day here at the brewery? <laughs> um, yeah, about... Uh, a lot almost, of headaches, I'm assuming. A lot of headaches. <laughs> Sleepless <laughs> nights, About right? four yeah. years of looking for a space and... Four years. Uh, yeah. Well, so part of it, part of it was developing the business plan. We wanted because you know I was coming in from a home brewer uh, perspective, so I didn't have commercial uh, brewing uh, uh, kind of experience. So we wanted to really make sure that we had kind of a sound business model uh, and do you know do it do it right. So we didn't want to just jump in. Um, not that even if you have experience, you sh- should just jump in. Everyone should have like a sound business model. Um, but, but yeah, so we, we, we did it, uh, uh, relatively, relatively, uh, you know, methodical and, and kind of came up with the plan and part of that changed because of the, uh, New York state farm brewery license that, that came into effect in 2012. So as we were starting to develop the plan, it shifted kind of midway through when we realized that there was going to be more focus on New York ingredients. So it wasn't always New York. Um, I always was into local and, um, you know, kind of that kind of uh, sustainable side of things. Uh, but it wasn't until that came about that it, it really took off. And then it was, uh, you know, stops, starts, uh, you know, almost signing a lease in Crown Heights um, to uh, looking at the waterfront uh, down in like uh, Columbia waterfront area um, to eventually everything falling through and then seeing uh, the uh, Brooklyn Brine pickle space that we're in right now uh, on Craigslist. Um, on Craigslist? On Craigslist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. So, so I was just, I, I was just like saw it. I had been by it, so I kind of knew what it was. And um, yeah, and then I just uh, called uh, called up the landlords. I was like, hey, let's can we check it out? And came in and it was very much set up like a brewery you had just the the production line and the the you know where everything was placed and you had like the dry ingredients and you had the kettles and 
uh, because they were doing pasteurizing on all their uh, bottles and stuff. So it was, it was very much like a, a you know a brewery setup, and I was just like, oh, this works perfectly, and we've got a a, a fridge out of it. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that's that that went from about 2011 and then opened in 2015. Wow, wow. <laughs> so um, and your your the brewery equipment, right? Some of the equipment here has a bit of a, a bit of a history, right? Yeah, most of it actually has a bit of a history. Um, we uh, we got uh, the majority of the equipment that we have right now from Rockaway Brewing Company. Um, Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. as well as Transmitter Brewing. Uh, we got a couple. Uh, we got our hot liquor tank, uh, as well as our uh, some of our small bright tanks, um, and then um, and then we just this year got a couple of the the bigger uh, five barrel tanks that you see uh, behind you, because you know they're a little bit more robust in terms of design. The other ones have got us through the first two years, but uh, there there's plenty of uh, drawbacks to the uh, the the scale of the equipment and the, the capabilities of the equipment. Okay. Now, what is your day-to-day like? Like how many hours a week or a day or hours per day are you, are you doing strong rope things? 24. 24. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it really is uh, just, I mean, if I'm, we're not doing something here at the brewery, we're doing something, we're on uh, doing emails. <laughs> Oh, that doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we, uh, not do that. Uh, I guess not. Um, so these are the trials and tribulations of a brewer. Yeah, right? our, yeah. our crawler machine just broke, so I gotta go. We'll, say, we'll figure that, that out crawler, in a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> do, do you want to? You, you want to take a break? You want to uh, go check on that real quick? Yeah, yeah let me pause. go take a look. We'll at take a pause. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll take a pause. We'll take a pause. Thanks. We'll be back. Say, so, hey, it's beer today, beer tomorrow. We are back uh, and had a little bit of a, of, of a mishap. Can you tell us what, what, what just happened to the crawler machine? Uh, uh, I can't exactly tell you what happened to the crawler machine. I can tell you that it is not working at the moment. Um, one of the uh, one of the arms uh, kind of got stuck in place, uh, so it's uh, holding the can uh, kind of hostage at the moment. Um, I, yeah, I, it's going to take a second or a little while for me to take that apart and, and, and kind of figure out what's wrong. So I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe now, the beer SWAT team. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I guess, I guess that's not a common thing to have a crowler, right? So, so what has been your experience with that? Uh, it's general? been, it's been great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we've gone through uh, a lot, uh, people, uh, people have really enjoyed it, and it, it, it does well. Uh, I think it's a good uh, kind of alternative uh, to growlers. Um, even our, our regular growlers, we don't have glass growlers. We have uh, the stainless steel ones, uh, which are an awesome alternative, but it's a lot more expensive to get that. And then, you know, it's cheaper to fill it up later, but the growler uh, right off the bat is a, uh, it's a, good al- a good alternative and an easy solution for beer to go. Until we have cans. So do you just recycle those after, or do you bring them back? Actually, they're they're recycled. Unfortunately, no. they're not reusable. Gotcha. So yeah, um, kind of uh, same same idea as a can, but uh, same execution as a uh, growler. Right. So so you do find that people come in and they ask for for the crawlers more than the growlers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, people don't want to carry their own growlers around with them. Um, 
and then our the stainless steel ones we have are a little bit more expensive. Um, so we do give, uh, uh, you know, a discount on the, the first fill that you have. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's people definitely like the, the, are getting crawlers more than they are growlers. Um, and now, so, so switch, switching gears a little bit here, we have uh, uh, a beautiful row of uh, flights yes. uh, ahead of us. Can we can we talk about some of these beers? Yeah, uh, we just want to go down down <laughs> okay. the line, or I, I guess yeah. I mean, you yeah. you're, these is there are a plan of attack. Yeah, yeah. 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 what's the plan well, of attack? Well, I mean, it here? is it is an order, so you know, I think very quickly I can just kind of walk you down uh, what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, starting off, uh, with our first one in the first tray, uh, from left to right, where we've got, uh, King of Edgerton, which is our blonde ale, uh, you know, again, uh, going for that super classic, uh, you know, uh, blonde ale, um, not overly hopped, which I think is again, over the over hopifying of almost all beer styles, um, we wanted to really kind of distinguish these blondes from as being very um, clean, crisp, not overly hoppy. Um, it does have hop character, and it does got a ni- it does have a nice uh, hop character, but it's not it's not aggressive in any way. It's uh, about four point six seven something like that. Um, and um, yeah, and then after that we have uh, pub ale. Um, which is a kind of nod to, uh, which is that guy, uh, which is a nod to uh, kind of just those those classic house beers of old school pubs and places in, you know, the UK and even in New York, just places just, it's, you know, it's their beer. And so this is this is that. Uh, like a McSorley's kind of. Exactly, yeah. So this is just, you know, Strong Road Pub Ale. Um, it, it's, it's a really... Nice balance. Obviously, a little bit more uh, uh, malty than the, the blonde in terms of color. Um, still crystal clear, uh, and uh, but it's got a good little touch of a uh, nuttiness, a uh, little caramel, um, you know, uh, a sweet character, uh, but like a nice dry finish. Uh, and then we have uh, Kicking Shoes, which is a uh, pale ale. Um, Again, kind of uh, for our pale ales, we like to distinguish them by giving them a little bit more of a kind of a, a old school, um, clean uh, character with a, a good good hopping rate uh, in the in the kettle, but we do not dry hop it, um, so that you get uh, you still get a lot of balance um, with the malt. Uh, so uh, and then after what, that, yeah. Why 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 kicking shoes as a so yeah, so a lot of the the beer names are kind of in uh, honor of uh, so the the brewery's name is Strong Road Brewery. It's named after my best friend. Uh, his name was Eric Ropito. Uh, we always used to call him Rope. Um, so a lot of the beer names uh, have uh, something to do with our history together and that type of stuff. Um, so Kicking Shoes. Um, goes back to when we were like in second grade or something and didn't really know each other. And I, I walked up to him um, on the on the playground and threatened him with my kicking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is meant to be that old school kind of pale ale, that, that thing that was kind of classic. 
and for a, a classic uh, kind of encounter with me and Eric. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then after that uh, is uh, uh, Seeds of Love and Outrage. Uh, it's uh, one of our IPAs. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll grab that one and try mm-hmm. that as you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Seeds of Love and Outrage, um, that has, um, has uh, hops from uh, Crooked Creek hops uh, in um, kind of the corning area of New York, uh, down Elmira uh, area. Um, it's a hazy, which we found not, it's not necessarily uh, uh, that much of a, we're not adding uh, stuff to haze it up. Uh, it just happens that the, uh, when we dry hop uh, with this particular malt, which is a Pilsner malt uh, from New York Craft Malt, um, the uh, combination of the dry hopping, uh, the malt, and our, our yeast uh, just, 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 just does not, flocculate out um because you can see it's you know we've got the same malt um and but no dry hopping and it's you know crystal clear um but when we and we've had other malts that we uh dry hop with and it will still drop not maybe not like bright but it'll be um a little bit more uh you know a little bit more clear but uh this this beer just really just kind of keeps that haze which um you know um kind of is a trend these days even mm-hmm. though we're not necessarily making it's not considered it's in not new york it's not a it's not a hazy ipa uh bro uh, <laughs> well what about the name here we got season of love and outrage Seed, seeds of love seeds of love i'm sorry yeah seeds of love so um our ipas tend to be kind of uh they the, the names of them seeds of love and outrage uh the ripe and ruin uh tenacity of cones and vines um, just kind of, for me, it's talking about the kind of duality of, of hops and how people perceive them. And and there's, a, you know, a lot of people that love them. There's a lot of people that hate them. Um, there's a lot of people that just don't understand them. So there's a lot of, like, um, of, of, you know, things about hops and about IPAs um, that kind of just get people either very fervently for them or uh, against them or just kind of a misunderstanding. Um, so see the love and outrage is meant to express that and in terms of just what the, you know, what the beer is and what hops do and, 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 and you know, or it's a little bit more, uh, you know, complex in terms of uh, the history and the knowledge of it. Sounds okay. like a philosophy book or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil hops of the years. Yeah. So, so, so you have one last one on this row. Yeah, um, so that is Blood of Gods. Uh, that oh, is, gosh. yeah, so that's our Love that name. Uh, Red Ale 6.3%. Uh, um, you know, kind of where uh, Devil's Bathtub was a little bit more uh, mellow in terms of its character. Um, this is a little bit more aggressive. Um, still very bright. Just, you know, it's it's got this uh, really deep kind of, uh, red crimson hue. Beautiful color. Thanks. Yeah, I think that's my favorite out of the group that we have here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, like, like color wise, I haven't yeah. tasted it. Yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of uh, the flavor, it's just it's it's tons of, of uh, caramel, but a complexity of toffee, uh, a little bit of uh, roast to dry it out in the end, um, with a, a piney kind of old school citrus pine character from the hops. Um, yeah. Very tasty. Thanks. Very tasty. Thanks. Bro. Yeah. Um, 
but that's you know and that's one that we get a lot of people uh uh liking and going after because not many people are doing uh red ales or right, amber see them that often yeah. no they've they've kind of fallen out of favor for the the hoppier side of things i mean you can still make red ale hoppy uh but this is uh yeah um just that kind of that classic red ale. It's almost like a West Coast uh, red. Uh, yeah, the dryness is really tending yeah, in nice. that direction. Um, but it's all not all New York, but uh, oh yeah, that's really tasty. Ninety-eight percent New York uh, ingredients in that one. Wow, so. local homegrown, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like in beer, a lot of the styles sometimes it's like cyclical. They go through the phases where certain styles they go out of style for a little bit, and then and then they come back and they come back with with this kind of like vigor and and people go crazy for it so it's kind of interesting to see how the the beer taste of the public evolves and changes yeah i think part of it is part of it's finding you know kind of i think it's kind of yeah a twofold type of thing you have brewers kind of tapping into what people want but also breweries kind of leading not leading them on but kind of uh Directing driving them. direct right. directing them you know you, you start doing that and a lot of it can come down to marketing and and uh getting that out there and getting it to the right people and then all of a sudden you know beer still has to be good um but then you know it, you know a lot can be driven um you know by those kind of forces um and then you you know you've got lines for days for hazy ipas and right. stuff like that well, that, well, that's what's interesting. There's not many breweries that have minimal, you know, IPAs on on their on their list. So I think. So would you say that you you kind of like more so leaning towards you brewing what you like? Obviously, you're you're brewing to make profit, but but you're brewing to make a profit under the styles that you really are motivated by. Yeah, I, I mean, one, I like to have a balance um, one for myself uh, for our tap room. Um, but I also like to have a balance within the market. So if you look at the, the breweries that were around, you've got threes down, you know, just a couple minute walk from here. You've got other half uh, and you've got folks beer. And we're all very different in terms of uh, beers, styles sure. and execution and um, uh, just what we're bringing. So, you know, where we, you know, people come here and, you know, they might not be like, oh, well, you only have one IPA on, on draft. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, well, you know, have your beer. And like, but there's also some great IPAs down at other half. But then we also get people from other half or coming from other half or that direction and be like, okay, you know, we had a ton of IPAs. I'd like something a little different right. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, or people just stay here all day and, and drink the multi beers. I'm sure people stay there all day, obviously, and drink the hoppy beer. So, and then Threes has, uh, you know, great saisons and, and mm-hmm. uh, some sours, and but they've it's got great. a nice breadth. And then yeah, they play you've got the, the lagers, uh, folks beer, and, and, and their sours the are nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great variety, especially, yeah. I mean, all of New York, but especially here in Brooklyn. I mean, you got tremendous, tremendous variety in, in walking distance, which is, which is always a great thing to have. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I live in this neighborhood. Not gonna <laughs> <lie>. <laughs> so we got another. So now we get into the little into the darker world here, and we have, we have another row here. Can you can you take us through these beers? Yeah. So that first one, that top left one, is uh, that is Common Spaces. Uh, we actually just put that out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a New York Common, which is a nod to the Kentucky Common, okay. um, uh, kind of that historical beer style. 
Uh, we use about 20% flaked corn in this beer. Um, Pilsner malt, a little bit of uh, uh, black barley, uh, as well as uh, some caramel malt. Uh, it's 100% New York. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, trying something a little different, uh, playing around with a, a style that we've never done before. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's got a, a kind of touch of brown, uh, or not touch of brown, it's a pretty uh, brown uh, beer, but uh, it doesn't really kind of hit those brown notes like you would be expecting. It's, uh, it's got this uh, sweetness, this underlying sweetness, um, even coming from the, the, the kind of corn character. Um, and um, if we had one of our other corn beers on, you would be able to really kind of pick it out. Um, but then also a little bit of a dry roast uh, from the black barley, which kind of uh, dries it out in the end. Um, yeah, so it was uh, it's four point six percent. You know, meant to be kind of that that, that quick present use uh, type of ale. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's got quite a bite to it for a four point six percent. It's very flavorful. It's uh, it's robust. Uh, I wouldn't have had had you not said it. I wouldn't have guessed four point six. Yeah, I would have probably thought it was a bit higher. Okay. Yeah. So we we have um, you know a number of our beers kind of belie their ABVs. Our our big beers uh, are very drinkable and uh, can uh, you know n- you know sneak up on you if yeah. you're yeah, <laughs> if you're not yeah. too uh, if you're not careful. And some of our our lighter beers uh, have a lot of, we're able to pack a lot of character into them so they, they don't necessarily feel too small or thin. Um, because one of the things that we like to do, you know, we're, we're a tap room, neighborhood tap room, so we like to have a lot of really drinkable lower ABV beers um, that, you know, people can kind of just have pints of. You know, that's why we have a beer called the Pub Ale. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I want you to come and have five pints and hang out with your friends and, talk about the Bills going to the playoffs tomorrow and it's going to be amazing. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, like, yeah, you were talking about, you know, going to the UK and Scotland, like, the sessionable... Yeah, exactly. Out of the point yeah. Absolutely makes more sense that yeah. way, yeah. Yeah, And we're not even, you know, kind of getting into those numbers of, like, 3% beers and stuff that uh, they're, well, I mean, they're really playing we're with. We're still America, but... <laughs> <laughs> we do things big here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, totally. It's 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 what we're um, you know kind of uh, pushing here, and you know even our big beers are are drinkable, and and you know uh, I want you to have a couple. I don't want you to have one and then be done. Um, no. but, yeah. We we don't have that problem. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice because you still have this huge range, right? So even right. people that do want to come in and do literally this, just like I think the first time I came a while back. I did a flight and a half, basically. Yeah. Just sitting at the bar like, oh, let me try that. Oh, let me try right. that. Yeah. Because yeah. you do have a nice range Right. Available. Yeah. I mean, we'll do the flights, which are flights of five, but we'll also do single tasters, uh, which each one's six ounces. Um, so you can, you know, I want people to try beers. I want them to experience. I want people to talk about it. Uh, you know, I want to have a conversation. I want this to be a place of education and, you know, uh, beer knowledge and, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so then after that, um, so we actually have a couple guest things on right now. So I didn't bring those over. Um, so I, you know, kind of tripled up. Uh, so you each get one of your own on this one. This is um, Upright Dancer. Um, this is a uh, big milk stout with uh, coffee uh, that we added. So we did a collaboration with Upright Brewhouse. 
uh, which is in the city, but they have a coffee uh, roaster uh, in Greenpoint. Greenpoint? Yeah, somewhere. Uh, so we took about two pounds of their uh, their uh, kind of medium roasted uh, coffee uh, and um, did a cold steep and then added that to our uh, tank after fermentation. Uh, and this has about 10%, 12%... Uh, uh, milk sugar in it, um, so it. I was going to say alcohol. I was like, "What?" Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, not that. But yeah, <laughs> doesn't taste like it at all. Uh, no, it's a six point eight, I believe. Um, so still relatively big. It's not crazy. Um, you know, it just there was so much kind of uh, adjunct from the milk sugar there. It just did not get down. It just it kind of uh, crapped out. But, uh, I think with the, the, the amount of roast, uh, roasted grains that we put in as well as the amount of uh, coffee, um, that it kind of cuts through that, that sweetness. So it doesn't taste it's, it's full, it's rich. Um, it's good coffee flavor. So, so funny side note, I stopped drinking coffee like two and a half months ago. And now the only way I get coffee is through my, through beer. So uh, <laughs> I, it's it's always nice to yeah. have, uh, yeah. the beer like this. This is nice. I, did I did like you stop well. drinking caffeine in general or just coffee? Uh, I, I don't drink. I don't drink soda anyway, and I, I I'll drink. Well, tea. there's tea. I'll drink. Yeah, I, I yeah. drink tea, but I just okay. stopped drinking. Uh, and I don't know why. I just decided to drink. I mean, this is we're on a tangent, but I just decided to stop <laughs> drinking coffee. I haven't really had. It maybe in the last three months I've had one cup of coffee. Okay. Uh, but it, I've had several beers with with coffee in it. Or with oh, this with is coffee. great. This is the, yeah. the, this is amazing. Thanks. Yeah. And it's almost finished. Like the keg is probably like we probably got a couple more pints in there. So that's why I wanted to make sure you all had a full taste of it Thank before, you, it's, before it's gone. Um, yeah, and then the last one we have is Ropa Dope Funked, um, which is a petite barley wine, um, which is just kind of on the small end of barley wine, uh, that we put in a, uh, barrel, um, that, that, uh, you know, had a little bit of a, a sour turn to it. Um, so it's got this, uh, a slight tartness, um, and but it still gets that kind of like if you look underneath all of that it, it gets this barley wine uh, uh, character to it. Um, we think that the the barrel was uh, had just been left open for a, a while. Um, we did uh, give it a good uh, almost boiling rinse uh, when I got here, uh, but did not seem to uh, uh, fully get rid of everything that was in there. And but we started tasting it and thought it was actually kind of fun um so instead of wasting it we uh put it on very cool very very cool now where does the inspiration come from like so one day you come out you say hey there's a kentucky common i want to make a new york common like where does Uh, so where's the where's the idea for yeah um new beers yeah so it's it's kind of uh you know we really uh at this point, you know, being two years in, we've, we've started to kind of narrow in. So we're starting to actually repeat some. But in terms of when, when new beer comes out, it's it's what haven't we done? Um, what are we, you know, and we want to try to stay within this kind of, this this range that, you know, we don't want to go too crazy. So we, we aren't doing a ton of, um, you know, we've had a Saison every once in a while. It's like a seasonal thing but we're not introducing a full Saison line or we're not introducing a full lager line. We might have a lager, you know, in the future, 
Um, but really, we want to try to keep within kind of the parameters that we've set up and which is uh, what's making us. So part of it is that. Um, and then it's just it's it's kind of like, OK, you know, like it's also, you know, big part of it is um, playing with New York ingredients is still a experiment sometimes. You're right. dealing with ingredients that are, are haven't been, you know, they've only had about five years um, for the, the, the oldest of them uh, to be uh, tested and, and um, vetted. Um, so we're getting a lot of things that are first years or second years, and it's, it's what, what does this do? Like, we still don't know. Like, we're, we're getting nugget um, from uh, nugget hops from a place and being like, what is, uh, you know, is this really like nugget or is this like a New York nugget? And what if, if it's a New York nugget, what does that mean? Yeah. So it's a lot of it is just still experimenting. I think that's going to be that way for a while, actually. So, so I'm just curious real quick. Uh, I was out in Arizona yeah. early last year. And I was at a brewery where they had never repeated a single beer on yeah. purpose, like for their first year. Right. I did over 100 beers or something insane, right? Because right. Right? it was all small batches, just making crazy things. So you guys are two years in, and you're obviously sticking to a couple recipes, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Like ballpark, how many styles or just, not styles, but beers do you think you've done in those two uh, years? I think we're up to about 100 and... Got it pulled back a lot after in, in the second year, um, but I think we're up to like probably like 130. We've done 200 and 243 batches in okay. the two years that we were open, um, and I think we did about half of those were probably unique beers, uh, and it's become a lot more uh, part back uh, from then. Um, so. We now have a handful of beers, though, though we're rotating. So, like, say, like, King of Edgerton, the Blonde Ale, it's it's on right now, but we'll have other blondes or blonde-style beers come out afterwards. In, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have our Cream Ale, Young Lion of the West, come out, and we'll put that on, and that'll be on for a couple months. Mm -hmm. um, and then the same with IPA. Once the seeds is done, um, we'll be moving on to uh, one of the other uh, IPAs that we do. Um so, yeah, and then every once in a while, we actually have a couple um, unique IPAs coming out just that we were playing with with hops and um, and their series beers like Falling Squirrel, which is a single malt, single hop, okay. uh, and Sense of Place, which is a uh, single origin uh, IPA series. So oh, wow. we're working with a single hop farm and saying, okay, let's, let's uh, see what two or three of these hops do in this one particular beer. Cool. And when are those coming out? Um, we've both of them are ready. Uh, so just whenever uh, Sense of Play or Seeds of Love and Outrage goes, which shouldn't be, I would say, in the next week or two. Um, you know, depending on how much people are wanting, or if something else really kicks and we, you know, don't have anything. I think that really goes on next after that. But yeah, so we try to keep our we try to keep our lines. So we have like. The Blondales are always on line one. And we try to have it progressing so that when you get a flight, it's easy. And you can just work down the flight, and that's how you should drink it. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so, but yeah. So look, 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 look for them in, like, the next uh, couple weeks. Very cool. Very cool. So now what's the, the kind of average production? What kind of production are you guys doing here? In terms of... In terms of volume. And yeah, so we're two barrels. So we're uh, still very small. Uh, we're... 
you know, kicking out. You know, we're getting about uh, two. So we're getting two barrels out of it uh, in the end. Um, we'll kind of over on our uh, on our hot side uh, just to make sure that we get a full two barrels, even on our hoppy beers. Um, and then we have uh, right now we have uh, four two barrel fermenters, two uh, five barrel uh, fermenters, and a couple uh, bright tanks, a couple small bright tanks. Um, the, the five barrels are unit tanks, so we get to do them all in uh, one vessel. Um, this past year we did uh, two hundred and what was it two hundred and sixty barrels, I think. Uh, 264 barrels of beer. We did 192 uh, the uh, the year before, so we had about a 30 percent, 37 percent increase or something like that. Cool. Um, yeah, and we're kind of in the mode of like, okay, what's what's next? What can we do to grow and, and that type of stuff? So, so on that vein, what what is next for Strong Rope? <laughs> where, where where are we going uh, from? You guys are set up. You guys are established now. You guys are making very flavorful beers and as we discussed earlier you know you guys definitely have something you bring something unique to this area where mm. some of the other breweries here that are they're also quite good breweries don't necessarily have um so so now w- what is next for strong rope first off it's just to continue to play with the ingredients um try to get more involved uh with new york state um with everything that's going on um and uh you know kind of really you know we might be a small brewery, but we're one of the leaders in terms of the amount or percentages that we're using for our beers. And even, you know, the amounts, some breweries might use more um, for a beer, um, but no one's doing it as much as, he, as we are, like, across the board. Um, so it's to kind of continue with that and hopefully push ourselves into that kind of, you know, leader position so that everyone knows that um whether whether that is growing more in here um which as you can see by the uh ceiling height space and overall uh area volume isn't a a lot (laughs) yeah so compared to some breweries so whether it's here or whether it's doing it someplace else uh expanding um that is still slightly up in the air um so i won't go into that right now um but one of the benefits of of the new york state farm brewery license which is uh what we have and actually the only license we have is that you can open up five additional locations um satellite locations under that one license so we can uh we can open up uh we could open up satellite tap rooms um we could open up a bar restaurant. Uh, we could open up uh, other production spaces um, all under the one license. Um, so we have options and, and we're, you know, beginning the, the beginning parts of uh, exploring those. And, and now what would you say the strong rope philosophy is? Strong rope philosophy? Um, I mean, I, I guess it would be, uh, you know, explore the local like you know there's so much going on in in new york and you know even other areas you could say michigan and there's a huge hop uh you know kind of uh expansion there so we were just out there recently talking to uh, some of the growers 
um, that our farmers are are utilizing. And I would just say, you know, really look into what is going around you and, you know, see what you can do. I mean, that's that's our philosophy and that's what we do when we try to see how we can kind of, you know, really become uh, part of the local scene, what we can do to, in terms of local ingredients and, um, yeah. I think. Who are your, some of your favorite local brewers? Uh, favorite local brewers? Um, uh, love the guys at KCBC. Um, I mean, pretty much I'm just going to name all my friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I love all, all, Don't all the ones. Now. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me name all the New York City breweries. Uh, no, it, you know, yeah, um, I love the guys, threes, other half, folks, beer, five. I mean, seriously, I, like everyone has helped me along the way uh, in terms of, of, you know, going out. I pretty much go here and home. Like I don't go out as much. So, <laughs> sure. Um, and I, you know, so it's 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 always fun to, to go out and, and see our see my friends. But uh, Keg and Lantern, uh, Brett and Jeff over there, uh, great guys and doing some amazing beers in a smaller space than mine and a lot of volume. So they're 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 really pushing it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I could just literally sit here and just start on, naming right? everyone. <laughs> Fair enough. So now, um, you know, w- what are your hours of operation here? Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Um, we're open uh, 3 to 11, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, 3 to midnight, Friday, noon to midnight, Saturday, and noon to 8 on Sunday. Okay. And you guys going to do anything special for these Patriots? Or the, I mean, not Patriots, but the Bills. Patriots. I'm sorry. Oh Patriots, Patriots are next week. No, I mean, like, haven't you, you seen win, you ESPN see and all this stuff? They're... Yeah. They're falling apart. They are falling apart. Falling apart. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. No, we're actually we're not. I'm gonna go someplace else. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and be in like somewhere that's more of a sport. Like I'm just gonna go and 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 get into the whole sports bar mode. Like okay, because I never do that. We don't have a TV here. We try to keep it kind of that. We probably will at some point and. That tomorrow would have been a good excuse to, to do it, but um, now we're I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I don't know where I'm gonna go yet, but uh, we're gonna go watch it and okay. drink a lot of beer. <laughs> so when you're not drinking your beer, you know if when you're out and about like tomorrow, right? You, mm. know, you don't know where you're gonna end up yet. What kind of beer are you are you drinking? Is it always a craft beer? You may be drinking some other types of beers. Usually when I'm going out, um, usually when I'm going out around like. In New York City, it's probably a craft beer or it's a cocktail, usually, you know, whiskey based. Um, but, you know, depending on where I go, it, it changes depending on what they have. Um, I'm not I, you know, went down to we went down to Mexico uh, over the, the holidays and, um, you know, uh, Modelo Especial was like the drink of choice that entire week. Yeah. So, when was the last time you had uh like a Miller or a Coors. Uh, I'll give you a Pibber even, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah uh, I mean, I don't think it was that long ago. I'm pretty sure I went somewhere that's all they had. And so I, you know, I've, I've, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, if that's beer and that's what I want to drink, then that's <laughs> yeah. what I'll drink. I'm sure. not a, yeah. You know, sometimes I, your options are your options. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you said you like whiskey 
normally do you do a lot of or do you have any options to do barrel aging or anything like that yet are um, you looking into that so you know we're if doing a, a little bit um it's just uh yeah it just hasn't some hasn't been something that we've we've kind of fully embraced we have a couple of the barrels um uh, and we've done kind of small things here and there but mm-hmm. not not any major like barrel aging program right, right um something i think you know especially if we had a bigger space or something that i would love to really you know find someone that has a uh, strong knowledge about uh barrels and because it's not something i have really played around with too much so um yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm all for barrel aging and you know uh definitely like a you know good whiskey barrel aged beer yeah and now if, if our audience uh, wants to find out more about Strong Rope um, and what you guys do, where can they go? Uh, StrongRopeBrewery.com, uh, Strong Rope Brewery on Facebook and Instagram, and Strong Rope Brew on Twitter. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, do you have any, any, any parting questions for our guest? Co- thoughts, comments, musings, all that good shit? <laughs> no parting questions. Uh, I, I do I do like the space. I, I think it's a very chill space. And uh, go Bills tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank go Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down. I guess all I can say is, uh, you know, I've been a handful of times. I look glad you're in the neighborhood. And, Thanks. Uh, glad you're around again. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And is there anything you uh, that we maybe haven't covered that you'd like to leave our audience with? Any Any uh, closing words from you? I don't think so. I don't think we've we've got a lot covered in this time. So well, so we'll leave it at Go Bills then. Yeah, Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, uh, raise a glass. Cheers. Uh, thanks for having hosting the BTBT. Yeah. Very happy to be here. And yeah, uh, absolutely, we'll be back soon. We wish you much success. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. BTBT will be back next week with a show featuring Gunhill Brewery in the Boogie Down Bronx. If you're not already following the Craft Beer Odyssey, what are you waiting for? Follow Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And subscribe to the show on iTunes or Podbean or almost anywhere else where you consume podcasts. We appreciate all of your support. And until next time, no matter where you are in the world, drink local, drink fresh, repeat. Cheers.